0: You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view, by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the PackerNet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that I. Well, we have got some news to talk about today. Aaron Jones has signed a contract, not extension. He got a new contract. Well, I guess I guess I don't know the details. It's uh, coming out as a uh, $48 million over four years, which would be $12 million, uh, $12 million per year. Generally, when you get the initial numbers, the initial numbers do come from the uh, agent, and they're going to be the best possible numbers. There's some talk that it's actually $9.5 million per year, and it, it goes up to twelve in incentives. Now, first of all, what's the reality? I don't know. But let's go with that. It still kind of depends what the incentives are. If they set a real low bar, we're talking basically $12 million, and we're just protected against injury and whatnot. If it's kind of like Preston Smith, then you're looking at it going, eh, it's maybe 10, mi- <laughs> maybe 10 million. No offense, Preston, but I mean, come on. Hey, hey, I mean, get get 16 by all means, get 16. But I don't think anyone's expecting that. So I'm I'm still very curious to see that. Um, I, I do want to start off negative and then go from there. If you saw, I did a YouTube video on it. Those were my initial thoughts. I tried to be positive. It was supposed to just be a, yay, Aaron Jones is back, but it was like the reality was hitting me as I was talking, and I could not get the negative perspective out of my head as I was talking, and it just kind of came out that way. Here is, I think, the biggest issue. We have two number one running backs, and that doesn't make sense. There, ha- It has to be. I had somebody mention, they they put a comment on my YouTube channel, because I was talking about A.J. Dillon, and saying that he can't be Derrick Henry now. And he said, well, whoever said he was going to be Derrick Henry? Well, when we drafted him in the second round, we said he's going to be Derrick Henry. You do not draft a backup in the second round. I have been defending Brian Gutekunst and his draft last year to the death. The only real defense, though, of what they did is that they're going to take over. Of course you don't draft a backup in the first round and the second round. That's silly. Uh, Jordan Love is going to be taking over for Aaron Rodgers, and A.J. Dillon is going to be taking over for Aaron Jones, and that's the brilliance of these picks. And the Packers promptly come out, and they're like, Ryan, you're stupid. Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere, and neither is, is Aaron Jones. Why would you even think that? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I guess I'm stupid. I don't know. And I turn around and I see all the people who are trashing last year's draft looking at me with a big smile on their face going, I told you, I told you that was stupid. You want to come over by us now? And I'm like, I don't want to, but I don't know what to do. And and the main thing that people want to say is, well, either, you know, you need more than one running back. That's true. But you don't need a $12 million per year running back and a second round running back. In fact, you don't ever need a 12 million dollar per year running back. The the point is you never should do that. Okay, well it's 9.5. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's somewhere in between that that area. That's still a lot of money and arguably too much money for any running back. So you have one guy that's overpaid, maybe, and a second round running back. You don't need two of those. You need two running backs like when we left Aaron when we let Aaron Jones and Jamal Walk and we have AJ Dillon as our number one running back and we draft a guy in the 5th round. We need that guy as a second running back, as well as Dexter, right? Then we have three, because, again, you don't need just one, but you don't need a $12 million guy and a second-round guy. And then the the, the second favorite thing is, well, okay, well, we'll see how happy you are when Aaron Jones gets hurt. Exact same thing. Exact same point. You don't need two number ones in case of backup. That's crazy. Just like you don't need a first-round quarterback to back up Aaron Rodgers. And again, I don't think that was ever the intention. I don't think Jordan Love was drafted to be a backup. And I don't think A.J. Dillon was drafted to be a backup either. I just I'm still just sitting here going, I don't know what what to do with it, because this was your opportunity to prove your genius, because the absolute best case scenario for A.J. Dillon is you give him the opportunity and he shines. Not that and and, and the, the other weird thing is, you knew what Aaron Jones was. If you had no intention of letting him go, you didn't need to draft A.J. Dillon. Well, he's a replacement for Jamal. You don't do that in the second round. The best opportunity you had was to let Aaron Jones walk, be financially prudent, and prove that when you make mature big-boy decisions— like drafting people to take over you know, positions, you end up like the Green Bay Packers and not like the Bears who have to overpay to keep their guys simply because we didn't do our due diligence and, and build through the draft the proper way. The Packers did do the right thing. They did build through the draft. They did prepare for this moment. And then they still paid Aaron Jones. And now what? We have a second-round running back in case Aaron Jones gets hurt? Well, no, they're going to split carries. Oh, good, so we're paying $12 million for one half a running back and a second-round pick for another half a running back. That's brilliant. I mean, the point is you can't make it work. Any way you slice it, there was a not super prudent decision made somewhere. It's a little bit less so with, with Jordan Love at this point. It used to be A.J. Dillon was never even a concern because you knew exactly what he was. He was going to take over the spot because you don't pay running backs. They decided, nope, that's not true. We were always going to keep Aaron. Okay, well, then I don't know what you're doing. Now with Jordan, it's like it was too early. But when you always draft at the back of the first round, you can't guarantee. In fact, you almost never have good quarterbacks fall to you. So if you have one, you draft them for whenever it happens to be that Aaron Rodgers takes over. And if he plays until he's 50, like uh, Tom Brady, then I guess we don't need him. Worst case scenario, oh well. But at least we're doing our due diligence. If we need to, we can move on. But a running back is not the, a quarterback. It's a completely... Running back is significantly less important. Yes, even in uh, Matt LaFleur's scheme. In fact, probably more so. Because it's scheme dependent. That's why places like San Francisco, it doesn't matter what guy gets thrown in there. Some undrafted free agent goes out there, and he's a star. So that, that again, that's my biggest issue is I can't wrap my head around how we get to the point where s- on some level there was a decision that shouldn't have been made. And... and you can ultimately just come back to well it's you just take the best player available and that was AJ Dillon and that's it. But that's I mean that's still somewhat weak because number 1 that's an overplayed hand. Yes, teams do take best player available, that's true. But it's not true that they completely disregard need. We have no intention of ever letting Aaron Jones go. He's going to be our number 1 running back. We're never going to let AJ Dillon take over as the lead back. But we should draft him anyways because he's top of the board. That doesn't happen. Same with Jordan Love. That's why you don't see teams like the Chiefs taking quarterbacks. That's like why you never saw Packers taking early round quarterbacks in when Aaron Rodgers was younger. Now that he's getting older, they will. But they never. It's, that's such a weird coincidence. It's not a coincidence because they don't just dogmatically take best player available. That's not a reality. First of all, there are tiers, as I've explained. There's not a guy at the top. There's a pile of guys at the top, and you take from positions of need. If you have one guy and he happens to be a quarterback and you're the Chiefs and you have Pat Mahomes, guess what? You don't follow your board. You trade out of the spot and let somebody else come up and take this quarterback or you just go to the second tier. You're not taking the quarterback. Now, moving away from my, let's just say confusion. It's not even frustration. It's, it's, that is a little frustration, but I'm frustrated in, in the fact that I, I don't understand. Again, the, the number one benefit here is, and, I, and I, it's massively confusing, because when the agent came out and said he's making $12 million a year and he could have gotten a lot more in free agency, I tend to agree. I don't think there's any doubt that Jacksonville, Miami, the Jets, all these different teams would have lined up around the block to pay $12 million, 12 and a million, even $13 million. But you're telling me not only did Aaron Jones not take the $13 million to go to Miami, He got paid nine and a half to stay here. That's what leads me to believe that these incentives are a relatively low bar because he intends to get that 12. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm very interested to see, but that, that would be the number one thing. Because as I said before, if it's $8 million, which is what the tag is, it's, it's kind of a no brainer. The only concern I had is if, if you're paying him 8 million bucks on a tag, it's kind of an insult because the guy's worth 12, 13, whatever and you're forcing him to stay here for eight, that's going to cause a rift. He signed this contract. If he's going to sign, if he wants to sign four, I don't care. He signed it. So if it's nine and a half, then I I'd, I'd really don't have a problem, even with, with A.J. Dillon, because the point is A.J. Dillon makes sense because we have to let go of Aaron Jones and we're going to need a replacement. But if, if Aaron Jones is going to sign some nonsense contract to stay around for cheap, then all right, we got two. Because I don't mind two. It just becomes irresponsible at some point. Right, I don't care if we have two really good quarterbacks. If we got an undrafted free agent that happens to be Pat Mahomes, that's not going to make me mad. It's going to be complicated to figure out how to use them, but it didn't cost us anything. It's the cost that's a problem. It's the opportunity cost. I don't care that we have A.J. I love AJ Dillon. And I love Aaron Jones. The point is $12 million for one guy means $12 million not for somebody else. A second round pick for AJ Dillon is a second round pick that didn't go somewhere else. It's another Elton Jenkins or another second round wide receiver or whatever. I'm I'm super glad we have them. I'm just concerned about what could have been. But again, nine and a half is I mean, it's if I'm the GM and I'm like, yep, we're moving on, and Aaron Jones is like, all right, how about nine and a half? I'd be like, oh, are you serious? I mean, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's that's do why. But yeah, never mind. Forget why. Never not not why. Sign it quickly before you change your mind. Beyond that, it's not hard to see why. Again, it's hard to comprehend just based on the A.J. Dillon thing, why and all that. But if you remove A.J. Dillon from the equation, it's stupid to have to sit here and say, I wonder why they want Aaron Jones. Because he's a stud. He's a freak. Aaron Jones is averaging 5.2 yards per carry in his career. There are only three running backs that have had that or better. Marion Motley in the 1940s and 50s. Jamal, Jamal Charles, 2008 to 2018, 5.4 yards per carry. Jim Brown, 5.2. That's it in NFL history that I'm aware of unless somebody else is is currently that high. I don't know why Aaron Jones is not on this list. They have guys in bold that are currently still playing, and I, I left out quarterbacks. Ru- Russell Wilson is 5.6, Cam Newton 5.0. The, the only current um, running back that I can see on here... Is Derrick Henry at 5.0. Maybe you got to have four years, although four full years. I don't know, or five years. Derrick Henry has five years: 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20. I don't know. So I guess if he can do it again, uh, that's not even true though. Dalvin Cook was the same class. I don't know. I'm not sure. Point is, he he is. I think he's an underrated running back, to be completely honest. And and it, and it's well known that he's good. I don't think anybody really fully understands how good he is even Packer fans who love him to death as we all do. And I don't want you to think because of what I said prior to this that I don't really, really like Aaron Jones. He is a historically good running back. And what's really funny, in 2019, he ran for 4.6 yards per carry. In 2017, 18, and 19, he ran for 5.5 yards per attempt. Three years out of four, exactly 5.5 yards per attempt, which is stupid. That's insane it's actually really funny because in 2017 he didn't play very much he played in 12 games he started in four he ran the ball 81 times for 448 yards and four touchdowns he got 5.5 yards per carry and I came to this exact list and I said look 5.5 yards per carry only Marion Motley in NFL history has run for that many yards at 5.7 Jamal Charles is 5.4 You're an idiot if you think he can maintain 5.5 yards per carry. Now, as a career, he hasn't because he's down to 5.2, but he's done that three years out of four, 5.5 yards per attempt. Apparently, I'm the idiot. And by the way, in 2019, when he ran for only 4.6, only 4.6 is the year he got 16 touchdowns. Probably all that goal line work is is why he was down to 4.6 because obviously you can't rip off a big run from two yards out. So he had 5.5 yards per attempt and four touchdowns, 5.5 yards per attempt and eight touchdowns, and he started in eight games, by the way. Uh, look, 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 hold on. Now I'm now I'm really freaking out. 2020 is the only year. So 2019 is the only year that he didn't go for 5.5 yards per carry, and it was 4.6. 2020, this past year, was the only year in which he didn't average one touchdown per game. He got 16 touchdowns in 16 games. In 2018, he had eight touchdowns in eight games. In 2017, he had four touchdowns in four games. So with the exception of one year each, he averages 5.5 yards per attempt and a touchdown per game, which doesn't sound like much until you realize that we're talking about 16 touchdowns in a season. 5.5 yards per attempt and 16 touchdowns. You want to know why his contract is incentive-based? I'll give you the world if you can do that for me. You can take all the money if you're doing that kind of stuff. You want to know why you can't let a guy like that go? Because that's historic. Still makes the A.J. Dillon thing a bit of a quandary. And I also understand the reality that maybe they couldn't bring him back. If he just said no to this contract, we would need A.J. Dillon. And we're still in a position that's like, yeah, it didn't work out super great. But a couple other points. Number one, A.J. Dillon real good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and And it's not like... When we say he's going to be the number two or Aaron Jones is going to be the number two or whatever, really all I'm saying, it's not even a a delineation between one and two that, that makes any kind of sense. Really, all I'm saying is you're probably not going to get a guy that runs for 20 yards, 20 attempts a game every week. You're probably going to see Aaron Jones get 20 carries at some point. You're probably going to see A.J. Dillon get 20 carries a bunch at one point or another because he's built for that. Here's the other thing, though. You're going to see them both on the field a lot. I don't even know how to search it, but it's 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 going to be my my biggest goal in life to find out the statistics of the team when both of those guys were on the field because it feels like every single time they're both on the field was a really big play. Because I can tell you this right now, when, a, when A.J. Dillon is on the field, the team is scared of A.J. Dillon, which is staggering because he almost never touches the ball. But when both of those guys were on the field, they almost never handed the ball to... A.J. Dillon, they almost always passed it to Aaron Jones, and you almost always saw the defense crashing down to stop A.J. Dillon. They are terrified of that guy. You might not notice it or realize it that much, because we hardly ever gave him the ball, but when he was on the field, boy oh boy did the teams respect him. You add in the dynamic of, hey by the way we still have Aaron Jones sitting here, and the dynamic of what that can do for Matt LaFleur's offense, I mean, Aaron Jones by himself, what does that do for Matt LaFleur's offense? I can tell you right now what it does for Matt LaFleur's offense. Matt LaFleur goes into Brian Gutekunst's offense, and, and Brian Gutekunst said, would you like to keep the best center and footballer Aaron Jones? And he said, are you stupid? I want Aaron Jones. So again, a lot of it is my own confusion for not being able to understand it. But they're telling us how important he's going to be for this offense. They're also telling us by drafting A.J. Dillon in the second round what they think of A.J. Dillon. That's the point. I don't know how to how to figure out how to use both of them so that they're worth the value being paid, but I can tell you what they think the value of each individual is. A.J. Dillon was worth a second-round pick. He he couldn't be passed at that point because he's so good. Aaron Jones, we're also not going to let him go because he's so good and because we need him. Matt LaFleur, it, 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 this is how it works. Hey, Matt, do you need Aaron Jones in your offense, or can we let him go? I need him. Hey, Matt, we've already got Aaron Jones. Should we draft A.J. Dillon in the second round, or should we let him go because you have Aaron Jones? I need Derrick Henry to draft him. That's it. That's the answer to the question. And again, here's, here's kind of a similar thought, but a little bit moving forward. Saying that we're paying, you know, you never pay running backs, whatever. And again, I don't know the exact number. It's just nine and a half to 12, somewhere in there. Fine. Great. You never pay him that. I don't know that we're saying Aaron Jones is specifically just a running back. He's a very good running back. He's also a very good receiver and a quality blocker. You're going to be seeing a lot of motion, a lot of two back. You're going to see him getting split out as a receiver. He's primarily a running back. But with the creativity of Matt LaFleur's offense, he's going to be doing a lot of things with Aaron with A.J. Dillon still on the field. So, yes, I do think we see a giant uptick in, in A.J. Dillon on the field. Maybe not to, to the degree that we thought with Aaron Jones leaving and him coming in and just getting 25 carries a game or something crazy, just being a bell cow horse. And I think you pay big money to Aaron, AJ, or Aaron Jones because you want him to be on the field. Similar, So similar to last year where it's like, where's A.J.? Where's A.J.? Where's A.J.? There's still going to be a little bit of that because they want Aaron Jones, because he's the best running, not just on the team, he's one of the best in football. But if if we assume Jamal is leaving, we have to assume there's going to be a massive uptick in A.J. Dillon carries, and that's a good thing. And again, the, he was just, Matt LaFleur was just toying with what to do with this guy talking about A.J. Dillon right we don't have to remember we didn't have training camp we didn't have any of that stuff so he doesn't have practice he doesn't know what we're doing he doesn't know what's going on but I really want to use him because he's a really cool toy so he puts him out there and it goes great right there's one game where we have to use him we used him a lot and it was fantastic and then they put him back on the shelf because it's like all right now we got to get back to work we got our boys back let's get back to work but believe me as much as we're remembering that Tennessee game Matt LaFleur can't stop thinking about it too He's drawing up the game plan moving forward with his guys that know what they're doing. They know the offense. They know how to work with Aaron Rodgers. They know all that stuff, talking about Jamal and Aaron Jones. But while he's doing it, he's having, like, just dreaming about that, that A.J. Dillon, you know, what just, oh, I just, oh, my goodness. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get that boy on the field. It's just not time yet. And again, sort of like later in the year when he had both him and Aaron Jones on the field, and he's just he's just dabbling. It was like the same play every time. You got both of them on the field, you motion Aaron Jones out, and you either hand it to A.J. Dillon or you play action with A.J. Dillon. And usually it was play action and a toss to Aaron Jones. It was probably a read of some kind. And the reason he threw it to Aaron Jones every time is because they crashed to stop A.J. Dillon every time. But again, he's just, so now he's going back and he's watching the film and he's drawing up different things. How can we use two backs? What can we do? You split out Aaron Jones. Sometimes you split out A.J. Dillon. You keep both of them in the back. I mean, just there's a billion different things that he can do. And I guarantee you, he's salivating at the thought of two backs and he's got Gutekunst coming into his offense going, you ready to move on from Aaron Jones? And I think Matt LaFleur jumped up and he literally fought him right there in the office. I don't know who won the fight, but I know that Gutekunst got the message, and he went out and paid Aaron Jones, because Matt LaFleur has been sitting in his lab, drawing up how to use both of these monsters in the backfield. And I'm sure Matt understands that you can't always keep your guys and all that stuff, but he made it crystal clear some way or another, whether it was a fist fight, or or just a, a strongly worded email, I don't know. He made it very clear, this offense needs Aaron Jones. And and the ceiling for this offense with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones is s- stupid. Think back to the days of Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara with the Saints. That one-two punch, that was just insanity. Or Mark Ingram was one of the better running backs in football. Also, Alvin Kamara probably was the best running back in football. That's what we're talking about. Oh, and by the way, we have Drew Brees at quarterback and Michael Thomas at wide receiver. That's it. And again, it's, it, yeah, it's maybe it's hard to justify. Well, whatever. I guess we got to get over it. Aw, shucks. Oh, man. we got to have Aaron, A.J. Dillon, and Aaron Jones. Man, we just suffer, don't we, us Packer fans? Boy, oh, boy. Wish we were the Bears, don't you? Don't you just wish we were like the Bears or the Lions or the Vikings or the Jets or the the Patriots or the Jaguars or the Dolphins or or the Texans or the... Literally any team except the the Buccaneers. I don't even know if I want to be the Buccaneers. I don't know. We'll see what they are. I don't want to be the Chiefs anymore, that's for sure. They don't know what they're doing over there. That's the funniest thing in the world. Guys, guys, we're out of money. What are we gonna do? I think we should cut both tackles. Hey, Brett, dude, let's let's calm down here. No, no, man, we gotta cut both tackles. We gotta cut them. We, I don't know. What we, we, they, they told me there's this deadline. Apparently, we have to get under some number. I'm cutting them. I'm doing it, Brett. Calm down, dude. Let's talk to Pat. No, I'm doing it. Get them on the phone now. They're out of here. He cuts both tackles, and Pat's like, "Dude, did you guys need money? I'll give you some money." Oh. No, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, it's, yeah. Shoot, I just cut both tackles. Why did I do that? Why didn't you guys stop me? Well, I don't know. I'm an idiot. Don't you know that? Don't just let me cut tackles. (laughs) It's just, it's hilarious. I, I, you know, they cut both of their starting, they got one of the best tackle duos in football. They cut them both. They were both under contract. And I assumed they would re-sign one, you know, give them like a one-year extension, two-year extension. They're both very, very good. They're both under contract, and you cut both of them, and you didn't need to. Pat Mahomes is like, here, here's $50 billion you can use to shuffle around some money. I don't care. I'm rich, and I'm signed to a 10-year contract. You know how much you can push back? You can push out $30 million, and I'm not even going to even notice. It doesn't even mess with my contract, hardly at all. It's literally $3 million a year because I have a 10-year contract. Brett Veach, man, I'll tell you what. But anyways, yeah, no, I mean, it's, and, and and I guess two more points. We're, we're dangerously close to being a, a no-commercial day. we got a late start. It's no big deal. Just leave me alone. The one thing you have to be concerned about is regression, and I don't see that happening. Now, I don't know that we would have massively regressed without Aaron Jones, but we went from a position where we may possibly regress a bit to I think we probably get better. Now, there's still some questions about the offensive line, right? we got to figure out what we're doing at tackle and at center and what's going on there. And if Aaron jo- uh, Rodgers, man, A.J. and Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers, it's just a big muddled mess. What's A.J. Dillon's first name? Is it, act- is it actually A.J.? Like, that's his literal name, or is it like... It's probably Aaron James, and that doesn't help me at all. Algiers. Oh, my goodness. I think I did know that. Um, Algiers Al Jamel Williams Dillon. Well, Williams is confusing. His name is A.J. Williams Dillon. <laughs> Why is this confusing? Stop it. I could call him Algiers, but that's... That doesn't really roll off the tongue. Probably why they call him A.J. And I can't just call Aaron Jones Aaron because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron, if there's just an Aaron. Rodgers, Jones, and Dylan, Let's just try to stick with that. We don't have Richard Rodgers anymore, so that should be fine. We do have the two Smiths, so we'll say on offense everybody just has a last name. I don't know why I'm even talking about this. I'm not going to stick to it because I'm already so used to calling everybody what I call everybody. But, th- but that's always a big concern for a lot of teams is regression, and the Packers really are not regressing. There- there's every reason to believe that they can still take another step. AJ Dillon is a massive piece. He really is. The things that this offense can do with an AJ Dillon, especially if that takes some of the some of the the work off the plate of Aaron Jones, where we can start to expand his role, where we can really lean into this. You're not just a running back thing. Where we can really lean into the two back sets, which again, if if Matt LaFleur is going back and looking at the tape, he's gonna see those those couple times he tried that, it worked out really well. And again, a lot of what the offense is trying to do is put defenses in impossible positions. And if A.J. Dillon is in the backfield and Aaron Jones is also in the backfield, whether he goes in motion, splits out, or stays in the backfield, that's a tough, that, that's, that's, that's difficult to know exactly what to do. And, and, and it seems like it was a simple read. We're going to move Aaron Jones out in motion, and you're either going to follow him, and I'm going to give it to my horse running back, and he's going to smack your lone linebacker right in the mouth and run right through him. Or you keep both running backs in because you're terrified, and Aaron Jones is basically uncovered, and he's going to kill you in the open field. Ready, go. <laughs> Be excited, right? I mean, like somebody said on Twitter, it's, I, I, think it was, I think it was JJ. It's not our job to stress over the cap, right? I'm doing that because I can't help it. But at the end of the day, let it go. Brian Gutekunst, Russ Ball, those guys have to stress about the, the cap. They need to stress about the, the resources in the draft. We just get to reap the benefits. And this is a benefit. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones is a dream. It's an absolute dream come true, and we have it, and they made it work. Allow yourself the ability to enjoy that. Really sit down and think what you would do with those two guys. Forget about the cap dollars. Forget about all that. They know what they're doing. Sit for a minute and think what that means. Think what you would do, what you could do. Split. Start with AJ, or Aaron Jonesy. There you go. With Aaron Jones, split out and put him in motion. He's now your jet sweep guy. I'm not saying every time on occasion because why not isn't he kind of perfect for that role i mean you always picture a a wide receiver doing but a wide receiver becomes a running back in that moment you're kind of just utilizing his speed what what if you get a pretty quick running back to do it how about this how about aj Dillon doing it don't remember aj Dillon is faster in in a straight line than aaron jones is it's kind of silly But if you put A.J. Dillon split out and you just have him in a dead sprint going to the opposite side, and he is now in a foot race with linebackers being as fast as he is, and his first contact is going to be with a cornerback. Can you imagine being a cornerback and seeing that horse just beelining for you? They're just going to lay down like, oh, my, my knee, I broke it standing here. They're going to pretend getting blocked by a wide receiver so bad. Like, ah, I can't just get past him. I wish I could tackle A.J. Dillon. I just, oh, you got me. He blocked me, coach. He got me good. I would have got A.J., boy, oh, boy. Tell you what. A safety coming down to try to fill that spot. you imagine that? A 200-pound safety just beelining. Just wishing he had a cell phone to call his family. (laughs) I just want you guys to know I love you. Little Billy, you're the the man of the house now. It's, It's game over. Allow yourself to get excited about it. It's no different than what I've said about the draft. We play at the draft, right? We play with getting our favorite guys and our rankings and all this stuff. And then when they draft people that we don't like, we can be upset because it's like, oh, man, I like this guy. I wish we would have had this guy. But remember, we're stupid and they're smart. We have to remember that after they make their pick, as much as it still makes us sick, because we've convinced ourselves that our rankings are right or Matt Miller's rankings are right or everybody else is right. Right. A.J. Dillon is stupid and he sucks and he's like a fourth round running back. Remember, we're stupid and they're right. And A.J. Dillon's a stud. Kamal Martin. I, I to this day I'm like I go back and watch his college film and like this guy's not good. I don't know what he did in the pro how is he, I don't know how he was good in the pros. This guy's not good at football. He's good. In fact, we don't know really of anybody that they drafted last year that's bad. I thought DeGuaro looked good. He got hurt. First round pick we haven't seen yet. People are still mad and say that he sucks because he couldn't start or whatever, because he doesn't know the offense. And because, you know, he struggled with footwork like on day three of training camp because they completely tried to tear down everything that he knows. And teach him a new way to, you know, walk, basically. Yeah, he got confused and was like tripping over his feet, and everyone's like, he's trash. Like, dude, <laughs> okay. We don't, we can't point to really anybody except maybe some of those offensive linemen or whatever that, you know, got shipped off to the practice squad, which could just be a depth thing. So again, you, it's really hard to point to one guy and say that guy didn't pan out. We don't know yet. I didn't see a lot of guys get opportunities and suck. AJ Dillon got opportunities and look good. Kamal got opportunities and look good. DeGuara got opportunities and look good. Runyon got opportunities and, you know, struggled a little bit, but he's a starter. He started. He played, and he blocked people, and he, they, those people did not sack Aaron Rodgers. It is going to be no ad Monday. That's fine. I'll sneak a couple in the beginning, as you probably noticed. I don't need to even say Why do I keep saying these things out loud? You know. You know how long the episode is. You know what happened in the beginning. You know what the title of the episode is. I don't know. It's actually a very good analogy for what it must be like for the Packers when they listen to my podcast, or if they listen to my podcast where I'm speculating and, and all these things about things that I don't understand and they do understand. And they're like, yeah, yeah you're close on that one, but not, nope, that's not it. Yeah, he's, he's off. He's off on it. There he goes. There he goes. He's off on his tangent. He's an idiot. I try not to think about that too much. Like, what if, what if all the coaches and the personnel people got together and were like, let's listen to this podcast. And just picturing their faces as they sit there, shaking their head, like, what is he talking about? Because, like I've been saying this whole time, they have a plan. They know what they're doing. We're guessing. We're sitting here going, oh, I bet, and I wonder, and how are they ever, and oh, my goodness. They're not stressed. They're, they have a plan laid out, and they're like, this is what we do. And obviously, there's contingency plans. Again, Aaron Jones may have said, I want 15, and I'm not signing. I know that team will give me 15. I want to at least test the market. If I can't get it, maybe I'll come back. That could have happened. There were talks earlier in the season that we offered him 12 and a half and he wouldn't accept it, and we walked away from the table, and that was it. That was a big part of the reason I said, I don't think there's even they're even talking anymore. I think that's fake. He walked away from $12.5 million. We're not going to offer him more. I don't think there's still negotiations going on. And now you're telling me he signed a, nine and a half, Like I, I mean, I'm happy, but I don't understand it. But again, they do. They know what's going on. They're having the talks. They have a plan. They're still over the cap right now. I don't know to what degree because I have no idea what the numbers are anymore. Nobody except the Packers really do. In fact, they might not even be over the cap anymore. I really think an extension with Zedarius is basically done. I don't know why it hasn't come out yet, but it, that's another thing that kind of makes me laugh because he's been like hinting that something is either getting done or or has been done. But it just reminds me of, of like, I don't know, a scene in a movie or whatever where where they introduce somebody and he doesn't come out. You know, Aaron Jones... Said, "Let's run it back on Twitter." And about 18 seconds later, the news came out, and it just—it worked out perfectly. Like it was perfectly synced. Like, "Let's run it back." What's he talking about? Aaron Jones signs a Oh my god! And it just laid out perfectly. And Zedarius tried to do that, and it's like he was really premature. And he's like, "I want to be a Packer for life, man." Woo! We're like, "What's he talking about?" Crickets. And Zedarius is like, "Hey, where's the party?" Like, you gonna tell him? You gotta tell him. Tell him the good news. He's like, oh well, we got a couple details. What are you talking about? Then the next day, he does it again. Says it on Instagram, like, oh, I want to be a Packer for life. It's going to be great. Like, holding his daughter or whatever. And then crickets again. Like, guys, you're killing me here. Come on. The deal's done. Tell them. Nah, we're not going to tell him yet. I think it's I think it's basically done. He knows it's done. The Packers know it's done. There might be some details, or maybe it just, you know, again, usually it's the agents that leak it, and the agents like, I don't know. I'm telling them. Maybe he's got a really lazy agent. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But I think that's done. And I think they're very probably extremely close with Devontae. I mean, they they have to be because we we've got I think like a day before the legal tampering period starts. Oh no, that's that's today. Oh, dude! Oh, get ready for the party! I'm so excited. I love the off season, man. I love the off season. I this is blasphemous. I might like the off season more than the regular season. Like I love watching football, but aside from watching football and just like that's just like stress, you know. I feel sick, and it's hard to watch. Like, there, there's nothing better, let me put it this way, there's nothing better than a Packers blowout. If I'm going to sit and watch a game, and they just tear it, like that Tennessee game, best thing ever. Winning the Super Bowl, best thing ever. But usually it's like they're stressed out, and it's like, well, I don't want to lose, why are you doing this to me? And we, you know, barely squeak out a win, and then it's like, ugh, that was too much work, man. And then the rest of my Sunday is like ruined, and I'm exhausted, and I don't want to do anything. The offseason is just like a big party. It's like college. There's There's no rules, there's no regulations, you just do whatever you want. You can go to class, you can not go to class. In my case, I almost never went to class, actually never went to class sober, which is why I did not get a degree from the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, if we're just, just going to tell our stories today. But that's, I mean, it's just the off you know, it's, just, it's all made up, and we just have a party, and everything's great, or we can get mad about We do whatever we want. We can create our own little fantasy universe. Best team in football. Every team is the best team in football, and there's no record staring you in the face saying, really? You want to take a second look at that, Chief? Because you're 0-14 right now. You don't have Vikings fans throwing stuff in your face. There's nothing to fight about. Everyone's just excited about their own team or mad about their own team, and we're all just partying. The regular season is like going to the bar as an adult, right? You get excited about it, and then it happens, and it's not that exciting, and you really feel bad the next morning because you got responsibilities, and it's like, eh, I shouldn't be doing this. I got stuff to do. I'm really busy, but I got to commit the time. And uh, uh. But I had fun. We had a good time, right? Yeah, cheers. All right, back at, you know. I don't know. It just, I love the off season. I love this. Anyways, today, I don't even know if I said it yet. (laughs) March 15th is the first day of legal tampering. What does that mean? It means today, players, agents, whatever, can negotiate with other teams. Meaning March, oh, oh, oh. I forget this every year. This happens all the time. I forget this every year. Free agency officially starts Saturday. However, for our purposes, free agency starts today. Today is the first day of free agency. I got, I literally have chills. I'm freaking out because I forgot about this. Not only can teams reach out and you start to hear word about this guy's calling this team and this guy's calling this team deals get done today. They just aren't official until Saturday. So you're going to hear sometime today, Ian Rappaport's going to say a deal has been done between this team and this team. Like it's, it's, it's not official, but it's done. Like they've come to term now again, because of the way things are going, I don't think the Packers are going to be super active, but it's not impossible that we hear about the green Bay Packers. First of all, getting their cap figured out, so extensions for Zedarius, extensions for Devontae. We may also hear the Packers have signed such-and-such a player. Today, I should not be going to work today. I need to take these two days off so I can just sit here at my computer and just crank out little mini-podcasts and YouTube videos. I just, ugh. Being a responsible adult sucks, man. Can't I just play podcast host forever? Speaking of, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy if you'd like to support the podcast. It's funny, I was just, its one of those things where I was like I had to do the math, the very simple math a hundred times because it didn't make sense. I was talking to my wife and I'd be like, it'd be cool if everybody gave me 20 bucks. Like, can everybody just give me 20 bucks? And she's like, well, how much money would that be? And I was like, well, let's say in the off season, I got 3,000 people that list in a day. So that's, what is that, 60,000? That can't be sick. Is that 60,000? I was like, that's not right. And you got to do it like 50 times because it's like, that's impossible literally got out a calculator like that's not possible 60,000 sure enough 3,000 times 20 is 60 grand so again I'm, I'm not saying hey give me 20 bucks but again just to point out how impactful because I, I i've even thought about that like what somebody they got a patreon and it's for a dollar and it's like all right i guess i'll sign up i've done that for a few different people sign up for their patreons because they deserve it but it's like it's just a like this does nothing for you and they have like four patrons and it's like okay now you have congrats here's your fifth dollar But the point is for people that have Patriot, for a lot of these people, myself included, one dollar is not a lot. But if everybody got together and gave a dollar, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with work. Especially with a couple, you know, for for every one person that doesn't jump in, somebody gives two or five or whatever. And the reality is it's not three thousand. That's in a given day. Actual people that tune into the podcast is we're talking like twenty thousand people. So again, I'm, I'm not, obviously that's never going to happen. 20,000 people giving a dollar a month would be $20,000 a month, and I would be obviously be on set for life. But if I can get a fraction of that, just an a infinitesimally, infinitesimally small fraction of that, we're already there. Add in whatever ad revenue comes in, which in the off season is basically nothing, but literally one-tenth of the people giving a dollar a month, and I don't ever have to go to work. Maybe you don't care about that. Why shouldn't you have to go to work? I have to go to work. Yeah, that's a fair point. Because I don't want to. I don't know. Start a podcast. I'll support you. How's that sound? We can all do podcasts, and we'll all give each other a dollar a month. That'll solve the problem, right? It's just a—it's just a thought. I haven't—I haven't sat here and begged you in a long time, and the thought just occurred to me yesterday because it dawned on me everybody's getting their stimulus checks. It's like you know what? If everybody—if everybody dished out a little bit, but yeah, that—that that blew me away. Sixty grand again. I'm not—I I know that's not going to happen, but. Just so you just so you know, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. Please feel free to reach out if you don't remember that. Like what was that link again? I'll happily send it to you. If you hate Patreon, there's other ways to support the podcast. You thought I wasn't gonna sneak an ad in here. I do have Venmo, PayPal, et cetera, et cetera. The reason Patreon's nice is because it's recurring. And it kind of creates that monthly income, which again is nice when the off season there's just it kind of just drops to zero. Like May and June and stuff, it's yeah. That's r- It's rough for so many reasons. There's not much to talk about. There's no draft. There's nothing interesting going on. Nobody's listening. No advertisers want to advertise on a NFL podcast in May. So it's just, it's, it's brutal. But anyways, uh, as we close this out, I do hope that you will consider that if finances are not uh, in order, because obviously a lot of the stimulus money is going to people who desperately need it, not so that you can give it to some random podcaster. Uh, any and always to support would be appreciated, whether that's leaving a five-star iTunes review. Stitcher review or just telling your friends and family, hey, check out this podcast. That would be greatly appreciated because maybe they could give a dollar a month. I'm just, I'm just sorry. I'm stuck on that. You know how I get stuck on stuff. All right. You know me by now. I just, I'm stuck on that one thing. But again, feel free to reach out. I know there's a million questions. I, I was very I was very short yesterday with my answers and stuff, which I felt kind of bad about. But it, it was a flood yesterday. And uh, again, just just buckle up. Because it, it I forget every year. I forget every single year. It's like, okay, now is legal tampering, so stuff's going to happen. Maybe we'll get a couple rumors, and the 17th is when free agency starts. Nope. Today is the day. And it just dawned on me five minutes ago. So um, a lot of really big news is going to be happening. Big enough to where I'm probably just going to have to bust out into my, I was going to say truck, but I uh, got me a new car, bust out into my car and do some videos. So anyways, get excited. Get fired up. I really didn't. Even, I was supposed to talk about Preston because I forgot I didn't even talk about that really. But um, a- again, when we get more details, we'll go more in depth. I'm still not even entirely sure the, the Preston situation and how that impacts things and the Aaron thing and how that impacts impacts things. And And we're not going to get a clear picture for a long time because we got more moves coming and possibly some free agents coming in. Probably not high dollar, but, you know, maybe a little guy here and there. Also going to be finding out about our guys leaving, which is going to be sad. Corey gets, he's going to get signed probably really quickly. That's the other thing. Any free agents that you really want to stay, if the Packers don't sign them, they're probably going to be gone very soon. Just saying. But anyways, I got to get going. I wish I had a lot more time, but I do not. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Probably, to be completely honest, probably today. But I will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.